0: some new catchphrases like, don't play this in the car with children around, and let's explain memes until they're no longer funny. This week's episode returns to the best slash worst of all realities, the virtual one. And now here are the hosts who are so online. They wear Oculus Quest in the shower. Allison Goldberg and Jennifer Jamula.
1: Hello, everyone. I'm Jen. I'm Allie. Welcome to Two Girls, One Podcast. Allie and I are performers who use the internet as a script and performed our show logs for years in front of a live audience. We would basically take any blog post, anything online that you could find and perform it as different characters. From there, we made a web series called Two Girls, One Show, where we met the people behind the internet posts that we've been performing for all those years, and we went on scripted adventures based on those interviews. And now we are here with Two Girls, One Podcast, where we are focusing on the interviews of people behind uh, communities and online phenomena that we find really interesting. Welcome. We're so happy to have you here. Today is a little bad shit crazy. Um, We've covered... A lot to do with sex on this show before, but this really blows my mind. Allie, where do you stand on this topic before we tell them what it is? <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh, man. Well, uh, we've also covered the other side of this topic, which is we've done a lot of VR lately.
1: True. That is true. Yeah. All right. Well, don't tell us where you stand. We'll get there. Um, but I, I don't know. When, uh, we have uh, a lot of feelings and thoughts, but <laughs> we'll, we'll get into it soon. So today we're going to be speaking with a reporter, Vice, who is the author of an article called They Can't Stop Us. People are having sex with 3D avatars of their exes and celebrities. This is about having sex with people in virtual reality without their consent. Apparently you can buy belly buttons and boobs and all the toes all the things online like images and create a 3d persona and you can go into virtual reality and have sex with it and you can use supplemental things uh like flashlights or tactile suits or whatever you have i don't know what's available to make it feel
2: real <laughs> this is this is a little boring. too quick i don't know what's available <laughs> <laughs> or does she <laughs> um, Vajengle. Well, you know, we also we also, oh, you, could, you could get the three
3: four three a 67 model six. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I that if you
2: wanted to, but uh, <laughs> on Yelp. So, but we did know a little bit about that because when we talked to the sex doll lady.
1: Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah. that is that is correct.
2: So I guess the right. Next this is the virtual version of this. Is you create your VR sex doll and then that company can print it for you and then you oh, fuck it shit. in real life Wow, I mean, partnership opportunity we should introduce <laughs> everyone and take it oh.
1: making money over you
2: here want 10% of every doll that's <laughs> fucked uh, <laughs> how's that vajankle doing do you still own that <laughs> to be clear I never owned a vajankle okay <laughs> sure <laughs> let's be clear about that <laughs> Okay, we so the vajankle is a thing, you know, uh, use your imagination, you're correct, uh, or I, Google it at your own risk. I literally
3: have no idea what you're talking about. I need no, you to explain know. this. It's oh, a vagina no.
2: ankle, it's a vajankle. <laughs> <But, what? laughs> if you've got a foot fetish... There's a okay. disembodied foot. It's just like, imagine you just cut me off oh, of the ankle, oh, put a wow. vagina on the top. It's a vajinkle, it. and people Thank are you. fucking in it. Okay. And I'm, it's I'm one of the you. best things I've ever seen online. And in blog logs, we did a sketch where I was some <laughs> lunatic selling vajangles on the street. <laughs> Actually, the writer of that article randomly reached out to me like a couple months ago asking for the video of that. I think oh, it's strange. I we, we yeah, had to right craft our
1: own vajankle though for that well, show
2: Because the actual vajankle oh. the, the is hundreds of dollars
1: Right, if not thousands It's a very
2: expensive fucking ankle yeah, So we is. had to DIY it DIY because you're disgusting
1: <laughs> We made so many fun crafts in that show I
2: think you've got the vajankle in your storage unit under your apartment
1: well, I really hope I don't die before somebody clears
0: that out. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Man. Anyway, so we're talking about VR fucking today without consent. Boo! <laughs> The internet is a wonderful and dark and scary place. Yes, depending on which <laughs> corner you go to.
3: <laughs> well, perhaps the the complicated ethics of what this is all about, and you know, can consent be ever be achieved? And what is it actually being used for? What do people say it's being used for? This this piece was very comprehensive by the uh, the reporter that we're talking to today.
1: Yeah, I can't imagine anyone would say yes if somebody approached them and they were like, "Some random person on Reddit wants to like make you into a sex avatar." Like, who would say yes to that?
2: I think all porn stars. It sounds like a great like um, passive income source.
3: Well, right. If you were paid, if you were, if you were, were compensated, then right. that changes the whole game. Right. That's yeah. yeah. We then yeah, you know really you
2: retire as a porn star and everybody just fucks your avatar. You can be huh. in so many places at once. Wow.
3: Yeah, that's a whole likeness rights
1: thing. We're um we're brilliant business people
2: so mm. i've always thought that of myself i'm always like you know what you're really good at Allie? business <laughs> <laughs> always been my strong suit yeah I agree. <laughs> that's why i went that's into why, this <laughs> that's
3: why you're so rich
2: yeah totally totally yeah. kill me by the way <laughs> patreon.com slash 2g1p you can make a contribution of any size <laughs> if your contribution is large enough i'll hang out with you in vr but you can't fuck me there yeah <laughs> anyway before we get into vr sex how were the holidays with your bill for the holiday.
1: The holiday. It was fun. We went to a farm upstate that you know all about. I've been there a bunch and I cooked. This year I cooked. And um, I have to say, it's not as hard as everybody makes it out to be. But I think that's, I don't mean to sound like, you know, I'm looking down (laughs) on everybody who's complaining. (laughs) I know. It is, it's a big deal. But when I'm at the farm, I typically cook for like up to 25 people and this was like 12 people, one meal. I was like yeah, try That's this for 25 like people three, yeah, three times a day. Yeah, it was totally fine. How was your holiday, Allie?
2: It was fun. <laughs> and done. Okay. I was in LA. Right. There was no traffic. And scene. Scene.
3: <laughs> Sounds like a, something to be thankful for. And
2: just so we
1: don't yep. sound heartless, Matt, how was your holiday?
2: Oh, oh god, him too. Yeah,
3: <laughs> Yeah, I'm here. No, it was, it was very nice. Okay. Family time. Okay. Okay. Alright, it's time to move on. Not enough of this small talk. I know,
1: it's a small talk. Okay.
3: It is time to do our legally and contractually obligated segment I like okay. to call Trivia. Mm-hmm.
2: Okay. Uh, what else would you call
3: it? <laughs> I just working on some names, workshopping, what? and uh, just <laughs> trivia. I think it has a ring to it. It's one word. It's fast. Wait, what are, snappy. What are
1: some of the other names you're workshopping? <laughs>
3: uh, just like the happy fun time review <laughs> slash <laughs> uh, question and answer, period.
1: Stump them. <laughs> so, <laughs> Stomp them. Right.
4: Kind of hard. It's hard to say that. <laughs>
1: right.
3: Stomp the girls. <laughs> Seems problematic.
2: Yeah. <laughs> but also on brand. Um, I'm going to call it TJ time.
1: Oh, I like that. I'm going to call it BJ time just because that's more fun to think about. <laughs> <laughs>
3: that's more fun All to right. think
2: about? All okay. right, here
3: we go. Here's your BJ time for episode 112. Uh, Today's episode is about VR sex avatars, uh, but the history of virtual reality goes back a long way, uh, even to the 1830s. That's right ye old 19th century, where stereoscopic pictures were a popular novelty. Have you ever seen these, like in uh, old uh, antique shops and stuff? No, what does
1: that mean, stereoscopic?
3: It's a picture of something, like a scene, like let's say the Eiffel Tower, and w- the photo in the left eye is positioned slightly differently than the right eye, and when you look at it through these glasses, I don't know, they're sort of like binocular glasses or whatever, Uh, almost like um, a viewmaster, but from the 1800s, if that makes any sense. Uh, You look at this image and it truly looks three-dimensional. Like you're looking at a, a contraption from 1838 and you're seeing a 3D image. So all that to say, people have been trying to turn photos and films from 2D images into 3D immersive experiences for more than 100 years. And in the 1960s, there were some pretty compelling breakthroughs. I'm going to explain three virtual photoreality devices from the 1960s. One of them is a real thing that was developed. Two of them I just made up. You have to find the real virtual reality 1960s product. Are you ready? Yes. Yes. A, the sensorama, a machine that simulated a motorcycle ride through New York City, complete with fan-generated wind. And odor emitters that smelled like gasoline and pizza. Oh,
2: I was gonna say trash. Okay.
3: <laughs> B, the Real Motion 3D, a horse riding simulator made from a modified mechanical bowl with a ceiling-mounted headset that displayed stereoscopic images of the Wyoming cattle ranges. Oh. That's the mm-hmm. motion. The Real Motion 3D. Mm-hmm. Or C. The Matterhorn, an arcade machine that displays stereoscopic footage from a mountain climber who scaled the Matterhorn Mountain in Switzerland. It featured an ice machine and fans that would blow cold air on you during the most challenging parts of the climb. (laughs) Which of these is a real crack at virtual reality in the 1960s?
2: That's so fun. Uh, The 1960s? Yes. Okay.
1: I'm feeling B the horse crafted from a mechanical the horse bolt.
3: riding simulator yeah. yeah the real motion 3D okay
2: yeah can I have a location for this
3: uh what
2: <laughs> where was this simulator located
3: um, that's not part of the question I'm sorry
2: <laughs> well, well fuck you <laughs> 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 yeah well if it's in New York it's not the New York one
3: Hmm. Oh, Matter interesting. Matterhorn, okay.
2: the climbing feels too complicated because it's a long ass climb. It'd be okay. like, climb a mm-hmm. few feet while we blow snow at you. Oh, God, it's so hard. <laughs> 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 Can I get back to you after the break? <laughs> 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 okay, I'm, uh, yeah. I'm ruling out the Matterhorn.
3: Okay. So you're going with Sensorama or Real Motion 3D? I
2: think I'm going to go with the horse
3: two choices for the horse the real motion 3d we will find out the correct early vr prototype after the break
0: and now a real advertisement entitled blanket fort dwellers seek pizza and friends from the number one blanket fort real estate listing site craigslist
2: decided to stay in for the night and just relax in our blanket fort. We can still fit another person or two. We are some red ass folks and we expect the same. Our blanket fort is exclusive and requires an entry fee of one gluten-free pizza. There is a cat if you're allergic to that kind of stuff. We have Netflix.
1: Allie, when you visit here in New York in December, can we make a blanket for it?
2: Yeah, definitely. I've been waiting for you to ask me that question.
1: <laughs> for 20 years.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> we haven't known each oh other God, quite <laughs> now.
2: Almost. We're getting there. <laughs> are,
3: are you coming up on a point in time where you will have known each other longer than you have not known each other?
2: Close. 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 We That'll not. happen when I'm 36.
1: Which well, is you've thought about this
2: pretty Which, soon. <laughs> wow, we met in two thousand and two.
1: Yeah, um, I did want to mention not to rain on our parade, but Adam told me when he ran the numbers that every time you and I have guessed the same at trivia, we're wrong.
3: <laughs> no, that's true. <laughs> that's so, yeah. really well, let's interesting. See
1: what happens. Maybe we'll break <laughs> the streets. Right. Okay, I'm gonna switch it
3: to All New right. York. I'm switching it. <laughs> oh, she's switching it cool. at the last second. Adam, this is you for are you. allowed to do that. This is for you. <laughs> you are allowed to do that. The question was, uh, what sort of experimental prototype uh, VR was created in the 60s? Your ch- I gave you three choices. One of them is real. Two of them I made up. Uh, the first one was the Sensorama, riding a motorcycle through New York City. Uh, B was the Real Motion 3D, a horse riding simulator. And C was the Matterhorn climbing up a mountain with some uh, some cold air blowing in your face. Uh, you both went with B, but Allie is changing her answer to A, the Sensorama. Sticking with it. Sure. Sure. Jen, sticking with choice B.
1: Yep, sticking with that boring old horse.
3: The correct answer is A, the Sensorama.
2: Yes. Wow. Thanks, Adam. Well done. Oh my god, Good I opened that win. <laughs> wow. Wow. Yeah. Well, tell us There's more. There's gotta be a subconscious bias, like if you've already chosen yeah. it. I trust mm. your decision making process,
3: mm-hmm. and yeah. therefore, but if your decision making is bad and you trust it. Then it's just the blind leading the blind (laughs) into oblivion.
2: Yeah. Accurate. (laughs) Accurate.
3: All right. So here's the sensorama. It was uh, developed and built in the 1950s, debuted uh, not really for commercial use, but, uh, you know, came on the scene in 1962 created by Howard Reingold, who is, uh, I don't want to say a pioneer, but someone who is really uh, into uh, these kinds of virtual technologies and internet technologies. He's an, not a household name, but I found he was a notable figure on Wikipedia. Uh, It simulated a motorcycle ride through New York and and created uh, this experience where it was displaying stereoscopic images. So like I said, uh, you know, probably footage of driving through traffic in new york but slightly askew in both eyes it kind of looks like um like a like a video arcade machine that you'd see in the 80s but you sit down you look through a viewfinder you're seeing these sort of pseudo 3d images it's not like vr where you're turning your head and looking all around of course that came much much later in The technological process here but pseudo 3d images go you're delivering pizza in new york so the seat that you're sitting on is sort of moving around with the motion of the video that you're watching you can smell the gasoline from the buses and cars because it's pumping chemicals and fan if a fan is blowing chemicals into your face to simulate the smells of pizza gasoline uh new york city so it's simulating smell uh stereophonic sound so you're getting the ambient sound of the city around you so uh the seat is moving i guess that's touch or motion smell sound visual what's the fifth sense no taste no nothing to taste in this one Uh, He was unable to obtain financial backing for this and the sensorama was halted uh, as soon as it came out. So like truly innovative for its time and heralded perhaps the the early beginnings of modern, what we now think of as a VR experience. And I just thought it was very tragic that like you could be so innovative and make something so cool in 1962 and the world and the marketplace is just not ready for it and you fail mm-hmm. you just it just stops you know that uh that was interesting to me
1: whatever became of him do you know
3: uh, I'll, I'll check back on this but his his wikipedia page does not end with that okay. it, it, he is sort of a, a notable figure in internet uh stuff and technological stuff so his career did not end did not invent vr but developed it pretty substantially there and, and it just was a dead
1: end
2: it happens so, yeah <laughs> Wow. Well, people get fucked speaking of
1: It is officially time to begin our interview As always, we are very excited, but especially today We have with us Samantha Cole, who is a reporter at Vice And she is the author of the article, They Can't Stop Us People are having sex with 3D avatars of their exes and celebrities (laughs) Welcome, Sam
2: Hi, great to be here That's quite the title (laughs) I know you started with, they can't stop us, but how can we stop them? (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> it begs a question right off the top, doesn't it?
4: <laughs> it yeah, absolutely does. <laughs> yeah.
1: Um, well, we, we wanted to kick things off. Allie and I were both really wondering, you know, like whatever happened to jerking off with only your imagination in your hand? <laughs> um,
0: how, how did we get, creativity how did dead. We get here?
1: <laughs> yeah, it's creativity dead. Um, basically, we, we were interested to know some history of 3D rendered porn before we get into
4: where we're at today. Yeah, sure. Um, yeah, I mean, we, I, as you guys know, and as, I'm sure you can relate, we spend a lot of time looking at some crazy shit on the internet. Um, and just there are some days where it's like, why can't we all just not normal? Um, <laughs> let's uh, let's take a not step normal. back. Not normal, that's good. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, I would have it no other way. Um, so, I mean, this has been something that's been going on in, since we've had like computer graphics, since we could like model humans on computers and before that. Um, but, you know, there was like, Second life had communities where people would, you know, make people that they know or like themselves and kind of join groups or whatever, and, um, have these like virtual orgies. Um, and then, you know, you had the same thing in like pretty much any, um, big user base online avatar world. Um, yeah, the difference, uh, just kind of in the modern day, I guess. And with this is, um, this is taking photos of people in many circumstances or just kind of using their imagination crafting something um, and turning that into an avatar in a very realistic way it's still not you know you don't look at it and you say oh this is me in this video um, but it's pretty close and it kind of it begs some of the questions that we um, that we see with you know consent online um, use of our images online who owns your bodily image on the internet what happens when it is transformed in this way so um yeah it's been kind of a whirlwind getting up to this point and we're going to see more of it and more advanced ways that people would do this sort of thing but um yeah this is where we're at Mm -hmm. now
1: So, for those of us who are afraid to even open an incognito window on our computer, like who aren't familiar with how this, how people are using this pornography, could you just describe a little bit, like how is it being shared? What are people viewing the images? And I was reading about flashlights, like how are people using this exactly?
4: Yeah, sure. So um, that's kind of what sparked the story to begin with. Um, We, I have a source of mine who's um, really plugged into these kind of worlds, and he came to me and said, you know, I. I was creating this um, teledildonics sort of technology that worked in the VR software that they're using. Um, And that involved a lot of times like a flashlight launch, which would move along to whatever was happening on the screen. Um, So yeah, that's that's where this came from is that he was like, I I asked this community that I had never heard of before. And I said, how are you guys using this thing that I made in the thing that you made? essentially
2: Um, because the question of how are you using it i feel like i know how they're using it
4: so what do you mean (laughs)
2: yeah yeah
4: (laughs) um yeah i mean they're just they're basically i mean they're strapping on a a vr headset then you're in this world that's kind of like you have like these brushes and things that you control whatever's happening um in the world and you can kind of position the character that you've made or bots in one of these marketplaces and pass sex with them or do whatever. Wow. You put them in a kitchen and, like, see how your tile matches the countertops. There. You can fuck them there. You can fuck <laughs> oh, them there. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know, sure,
2: sure. Decor. <laughs> yeah. yeah.
3: Can, can we uh, – I know the crowd here is familiar with teledildonics, but we should – probably outline and define for any listener who's new
2: <laughs> yeah sure um that yes. person shouldn't be listening to the podcast but I <laughs> agree with you. we
3: we welcome all all stripes
4: yeah so teledonics um i'm gonna i'm gonna fuck this uh this definition up and i'm gonna get people emailing me but um it's basically it's okay, we're fucking
2: everything it's, here. It's,
4: <laughs> it's, it's um technology that works over like an internet connection and connects you know, a physical world object to what's happening in the virtual world. So it'd be like connected vibrator that matches a porn scene or a flashlight that moves along with whatever hand job is happening on the screen.
2: Wait, so there are also vibrators that will do the same thing?
4: Um, Yeah, there are vibrators that will do like, you know, that'll match whatever is happening on the screen. You know, that's where you see like the breaches or like your vibrator is watching you is because they're connected to the internet.
2: Right, right. I just like mm-hmm. to know that it's even if we're gonna be creepy. It is. <laughs> well, it's not. But <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, it the never fun is. Stuff sometimes it? is, um, but yeah.
4: Just to be
1: clear, how are these images different than deep fakes? And like, how are how do you create them? I, in, in your article, you say you can buy a belly button.
4: What? what the, how are they created? How does all? What does all that mean? Yeah. So the um, we don't have to get into too much of like the technical stuff here, but um, it's. Quite a process to make one, but a lot of it is kind of ready-made plug-and-play stuff for you. So um, it's really similar to deepfakes in that you can algorithmically generate someone's face onto a different body and do whatever you want from now on. Um, so basically, you would have a 3D model that someone made on a uh, marketplace online. Um, like you would buy like a Second Life skin or something. And then you buy that, you say, I like that, belly button, whatever. Um, then you import that to your VR program. Um, and then that kind of goes on to your character that you're building. Um, and then from there, you can kind of position them into whatever scene or action you want. But yeah, it's, it's very similar to fakes in that you can kind of do this with an algorithm now. So you give a, give a program a picture of a face and then that uploads into this character in this virtual reality world. And you know, has this like interactivity with it, and kind of the expressions change and all that stuff. So, how much do they cost? How much does an avatar cost? I think some of the ones I see. I mean, it's not; they're not like super expensive. Some of the elements are like nineteen ninety nine or something. It was like really pretty, like,
2: <laughs> um, you
4: know, like the late night TV stuff. What's standard. $19.99? <laughs> how many installments? I don't know. Um, but yeah, I would, have to, <laughs> I would have to double check on that. I'm not really sure how much each. Like, if you were going to build a whole person,
2: yeah, I want to know each feature. Um, yeah. Yeah, I'm not totally sure on that. I'm going to need a breakdown. How much time do people spend creating these?
4: Oh, I mean, I think people spend – some people have made, you know, a whole hustle out of this. They spend a lot of time on these. Some people are just hobbyists and they do it, you know, a couple hours a week or whatever. But it's really – I mean, it's like creating a hyper-realistic, like, video game. It's the same kind of technology. Um, Say so yeah, they spend hours and hours on something that's a very small detail. Um, you know, like if the hairs in an eyebrow.
2: Yeah, but so like you can upload a photo of someone, and there, there's no like terms of service. Click here, no consent, nothing.
4: <laughs> Correct. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's yes. That's in a nutshell. That's right. Um, the the communities that are around these worlds and these programs, um, a lot of them are on Patreon, and they like build spaces on Discord and on Reddit, and they set out their own rules, and they say, please don't post. Um, anything that could be considered illegal or offensive or immoral. These are all very like, these are, these terms are not, um, concrete terms, you know, who's decide what's immoral or offensive. Um, but they say, don't do that. Um, don't make real people. And if you are going to make real people, make them be celebrities and use nicknames, yeah. I mean, it's it's up to you to, if you want to play along with that community, you kind of have to play along with those rules. But when it's in the actual program itself, you know, it's no holds barred. It's up to you, whatever you want to do in there.
1: Which celebrities have you seen that are most popular in this uh, area?
4: I mean, if you can imagine, it's mostly, it's mostly women. Um, mm-hmm. We've seen, let's see, we saw Natalie Portman, um, Nicki Minaj, a couple of those, um, Emma Watson. We saw a couple guys. We saw, um, I think we saw Chris Pratt, and we saw Walking with yes. Yeah, your article
2: <laughs> said that the. Your article said that the only dudes were Chris Pratt and Joaquin Phoenix, yeah. and I wanted to know, like, are those the only two dudes worth fucking? Like, why are those <laughs> the only ones in there? Maybe
4: the Chris Pratt one is hilarious. It's so creepy. Um, I can, yeah, if you can imagine a more Uncanny Valley Chris Pratt than actual Chris Pratt, then that's what you get. <laughs>
3: <laughs> now, wait, are we talking Parks and Rec schlubby Chris Pratt or no, more Jurassic like Park? Of the yeah, he's like, yeah, Chris, he's a Jurassic a bit, Park. He's a little okay. bit ripped. Yeah,
2: Matt. Obviously, one version is more fuckable than the other. Come
3: on. but if you can customize don't shame that's don't kink shame that's i might want the early version
2: i was on board with chris pratt during parks and rec <laughs> so that seems like pretty arbitrary right you just have to use a nickname that's almost no protection whatsoever so it's basically just like the law has not cut up caught up with this at all exactly um
4: yeah and that's what we keep seeing again and again with things like deep fakes and now this um there are laws that that like will defend the rights of publicity of celebrities um because if you're making money off of a celebrity's likeness, you know, you can't do that. You'll get sued. But just individuals and regular people don't really have any legal recourse when it comes to like if someone's selling your face online as a fuck doll in virtual reality, you don't really have any control over that. Um and really, I mean, it's it's hard because you don't really have a a case for it being revenge porn either because it's not you. (laughs) It's not your photos. Um, So the laws are not caught up to what any of this means um, and what it means to have your likeness stolen online. If you're just, you know, one of us, Uh, if you're a celebrity, you have a lot more rights, but it's still, I mean, it's a shitty thing to do to anybody and celebrities included. Um, Are
2: there any legal groups working on that?
4: Yeah. I mean, I think uh, there are quite a few revenge porn groups that are working on uh, non-consensual pornography as it pertains to all imagery like manipulated imagery um i mean we talked to sag after which was uh they were representing you know like celebrities in hollywood um and they're even like well this is a problem we don't know how to handle this because you know it's 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 a hard thing to bring to court then you have like people like danielle citron who is very vocal she's a lawyer she's um super vocal about deep fakes in particular and how uh this is kind of it's a warning bell for how things are going to be in the future if we don't catch these laws up quicker. And it's not all about, you know, suing someone. It's about just educating people and telling people that you need to get someone's consent before you, you know, experiment on their body.
2: Yeah, I thought it was interesting that one of the creators you reported on, he said, Nobody wants to be responsible for somebody doing something hateful or vengeful on a real person. Mm-hmm. My personal take is it's okay if you change the name and or will you take the risk of possibly being told but by- to stop by a nasty letter from a corporate lawyer. And I just thought that was such bullshit. <laughs> it's like, or, or you could not do it till the person consents. Cause he's talking about getting real photos submitted from people mm-hmm. and then using those. And it would be so easy to just say, did the person consent to this or not and get the actual person's consent. Yeah. But he's like, obviously cool with just doing it, but then likes to claim That he's being a nice dude. Yeah. I mean, that's
4: why they say you can use nicknames is so that you don't, I mean, people do this to porn performers. It's so you can't name search them um, and then have this stolen content taken down. Um, So your celebrities, like Nicki Minaj's lawyer, isn't going to be able to find her imagery online if you don't use her name and something like this. Um, So yeah, it's the same, it's the same kind of thing um, that sex workers face it, celebrities face it. The rest of us are going to eventually. Um, Yeah, I mean, who knows how many of the images that we saw online were actually real people, but they didn't have names attached. And I didn't recognize that because they could be someone's ex or whatever. Or they could be just be somebody's imagination. You know, it could be totally harmless and fine. But, um, yeah, it's hard to tell. I'm curious to
1: hear a little bit more, Sam, about what you, what you think are about the about the ethical implications of like somebody not giving consent to be mm-hmm. a sex avatar like if people are just jerking off to you, do you think it's a big deal? Like I worry about like people will think that they have a relationship with you and it could get to be like sort of creepy on that level but I, I don't know any any thoughts around the ethical implications of it i
4: mean i I kind of i go back and forth on it a little bit just because you hate to be the person that's like i i want this all to stop I don't think that what they're doing is inherently bad um mm-hmm. you know everyone is free to have whatever fantasy they want online um offline in your VR headset into your flashlight, whatever um mm. but I also know that I've I've talked to quite a few people who are who've been victims of um defakes or non-consensual porn in general and just seeing something like this even when it's not um it's not real and it's not really you, it has the same effect on you as actual trauma. It's, it feels like people have seen you having sex on the internet. Um, And that's when it gets frustrating because there's really not a lot you can do about that at that point. um, Other than just raise more awareness and kind of put yourself out there and say, this is not me. So yeah, I think, um, yeah, like you said, it just, it could, it could cross a line where this could get really bad, really fast. Um, I've seen, Internet dog piles happen and harassment piles happen, um, where people just take something too far and fixate on a person because then they start speaking out and they say, This is wrong. This is happening to me. Mm-hmm. And then it just gets worse. Um So yeah, I mean, I think the, the important thing to just kind of say, This is not all bad. You're not bad for doing this. Um, but if you're gonna do this and you're gonna share it on Reddit and you're gonna post it somewhere and you're gonna do whatever and make it a public thing then you need to get consent before you do that and if the person is not cool with it then back off (laughs) it shouldn't be that shouldn't it it shouldn't be that hard
2: (laughs) yeah it seems pretty black and white so you're saying you're fine if people are doing it in the privacy of their own virtual home but if they're making it public they should get consent
4: i mean i think that's that's where it kind of crosses the line into actually clearly harmful um yeah I mean we you know we all have of fantasies and whatever in our own like minds. whatever you do in your mind is not actually hurting anyone, but it's when it crosses into that like I'm gonna spread this and share it with my friends and like make it a hobby and make it an experiment and that's how we got deep fakes becoming like targeting mostly women and targeting women for harassment is that it started in these communities where people were like, Oh, it's harmless, we're just learning how to code um it's like, no, you're using images that aren't yours.
2: That's never true, yeah,
4: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you're using imagery that's not yours that you didn't pay for in any sense of the word. Um, so I yeah, I'm always suspected of that explanation, but yeah, it never stays that way. People do cool stuff at home, they want to share it. so
2: yeah. can you tell our listeners just a little bit more about some of the different software that people are using to create these avatars?
4: Yeah, so um, just to kind of do I guess a rundown of what all the different types are um so there's Virtuamate, which is the one that is like what you would upload a character into um that's like the virtual reality program and that's something that people are selling on patreon then there's daz 3d which is what the characters and the parts and the little pieces are made in so I'm not, I'm not a super like graphics artist person, but I don't know what to compare that to, but it's like, you know, you're like, you're making the person in S3D. There's also, let's see, it was face, face gen. Face um, gen? Yeah. And that's the one where you upload the face using a photograph. And then that's what kind of gets pasted onto the character that you made in Daz that then gets uploaded into Virtuomate.
2: Okay. Gotcha. So face gen uploaded into Daz mm-hmm. and then uploaded into Virtuomate. Yes. And then you can fuck yes. it. Then you can fuck it. Got it. <laughs> Just taking some notes over here.
1: <laughs>
2: and in your research, uh, um, d- what examples did you see of people, you know, did you see, like, uh, normal people's photos and then their VR avatar? Like, what examples did you see and how realistic are they? I'm, I mean, we saw
4: a lot of the celebrities that I mentioned earlier. Um, they're mm-hmm. realistic enough that I recognize them without having their name. Um and I'm the worst person in the world for recognizing celebrities. Uh, so they're mm-hmm. realistic enough. They don't look like photo renditions of someone. Um, I didn't see any examples of like, here's a picture of a girl I know on Facebook next to like her avatar. No, I don't think anyone's dumb enough to do that. Um, but well. yeah, you know, <laughs> we'll see. Check back we'll see. in a week. Okay.
2: Yes. Yeah. <laughs> um,
4: but yeah, I mean... <laughs> And I didn't see any like super side side, like that sort of thing. But, you know, you look at the celebrity ones and they're very real and that's based on, you know, just images and movies and things that people have with them. So I'm sure that the ones that are made of real people are just as good.
1: I'm fascinated by how many people, at least that you covered in the article, talked about their exes. And somebody gave the reasoning that, you know, it's it's kind of like burned into your brain, these sexual memories of your exes. But like, I would never want to <laughs> fantasize about my ex in a sexual way after it's over. I just was surprised that that many people were into that, recreating their exes in 3D. Yeah,
4: yeah, totally. I mean, I, th- I kind of thought the same thing. I was like, why would you want to go back there? Well,
2: it depends how it ended. <laughs> I-, I
4: have some exes I'd like to fuck, you know? <laughs> Maybe it's healthier to do Fair it in enough. VR than it is, you know, in real life for some people. But, you know, again, like some of the stuff, it can mm-hmm. be like, it it's can safer. be kind of therapeutic or um, fewer risks. It's, yeah, that's true. But, you know, if you're if you're posting on Reddit, that's fucked up.
2: Yeah, <laughs> yeah for sure. I want to know more about people uploading their exes. Like what's going on with that? It's just kind of something that
4: people feel like they're in their own corner of the world. Um And they can get away with whatever because no one will stop them, which is kind of what is in the headline. Um, That's the sentiment that we saw is, you know, no one can stop me from doing this. People, you know, I don't know if you've seen like some of the not to like harp on Reddit, but it happens everywhere. But, um, you know, forums where people will post pictures of someone they know in real life and say, can you find me a porn star that looks just like her? Because I want to jerk off to her having sex. Um, And they'll upload like a Facebook picture or something. Which they didn't didn't get permission to do this This Poor girl, is someone they know in class um,
2: Yeah, I just want to go back to Jen's point That like back in the day People just had like a magazine uh-huh. You know <laughs> the old spank bank. They had to use their imagination <laughs> yeah. yeah, like what's going on with this Also, I'm sorry You already fucked your ex-girlfriend Don't you want to get more creative? Yeah. I mean, we're, this is the internet Like rule 34, if it exists, there's porn of it <laughs> We've spoken to so many fetishists you know, there's like tentacle porn out there. You could fuck an octopus and they just want to fuck their ex-girlfriend. They've already done that. Boring. Um, boring. <laughs> they should aim higher. I know. Well, something's
1: occurring to me now, too. I was like, why is this all men making avatars of women? Um, but I think men, are, as we all know, are socialized to talk about jerking off in a way that women aren't from a very young age. Mm-hmm. So maybe that's a big part of it, too, where they're just like, I want to jerk off to this photo of this chick on face. And like, that must be a yeah, lot more normal for Yeah, there's a quote in guys. your article. Yeah.
2: That this guy believes he has a right to jerk off, like jerking off is like a constitutional right. Like that's what the right to bear arms is really about. You know what I mean? We gotta fix the Second Amendment all around.
4: Yeah. It's like the opposite of like incel or like no not November. It's like I have a right to jerk off and I'm gonna jerk off to everything, no matter what. <laughs> I'm, I'm kind Wait, of. Wait, I'm poor. sorry.
2: No, not November is a thing, and I'm just oh, yeah. hearing Thank about that. That's over.
3: <laughs> that's next week's episode.
2: Wait, Jen, Matt, did you guys know about no not November? No. Wait, wow no, i never heard of that. Really? Holy shit! <laughs> oh my god
4: what
3: isn't that where you you buckle down and you finally write your novel is not a thing
4: (laughs) it's cruel that no not november and nano remo are the same month oh and also the no shave november (laughs) Yeah Basically put yourself in your Lock yourself oh, right. in your house And don't come out Until you have a novel And are like so repressed <laughs> You can't walk yeah, that's, Nove- that's November That's what I've been doing I don't know you guys. <laughs>
2: What is happening No we've tried to interview The folks at NoFap forever And they mm. don't write us back Listeners yeah. If you have taken a break From jerking off Get in touch with us I want to hear about No not November <laughs> I could talk to you forever I can't next year
4: It's a weird topic The NoFap guys are also
2: They're a weird bunch I just am really upset that it's early December right now.
4: (laughs)
3: As much as I'm enjoying, I'm enjoying this conversation immensely, but I don't want to be too flippant about this idea that, uh, oh, there's so many fetishes and like, why don't you just do this fetish? Like, is it so hard to believe that's that? A person would be like, if you're fixated on tentacle porn, that's your thing. Is it too hard to imagine that, like, I'm really fixated on this one person, be it an ex or, you know, a classmate or a coworker? Yeah, like, I That's know, what this I culture know, seems to I be know. about. I know this person. Can you please mm-hmm. make me the avatar? Well, and, I was just and- thinking
2: in particular, like... This one guy that you interviewed. There's like a lot of really good quotes in your article. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> but this one guy says, Photo to Vam has enabled me to literally feel like I'm there again, i.e. getting a hand job slash foot job from my ex looking at me with a smile. Like, What? <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? That's where I'm like, you know, get some new hobbies yeah. <laughs> or get some weirder hobbies. I support you in your fetish for whatever it, it is. Exists. I don't know. Yeah, that too.
3: But I, I, I'm I'm fascinated by the line, and and I think Sam drew the first line, which uh, I think we all agree with, of like with the minute it goes public. But then there's a second, very hard line where it's like uh, the monetization of this industry, and it the the whole article mm-hmm. immediately made me think of fan art of like if you love. Harry Potter and you want to draw your favorite characters or your favorite actors together and make fan and just share it and have fun and be fu- be fun with the fan with the community. Maybe it's just literally you're drawing it on paper. Like fan art is a thing and generally speaking, Hollywood and actors don't frown upon it in 2019. It's just a culture of fandom. But the minute you try to put that art on a t-shirt and sell it to someone, then it's like, "Oh, you're using a character, you're using a likeness, you don't own this, etc." And so I'm wondering if Uh, I know you talked to some legal types uh, lawyers and legal speakers or professors, maybe like where does the legal line fall around this stuff currently? Or is it just truly like, we don't know what the fuck's going on. We have to catch up.
4: (laughs) I think it's a little bit of both. I mean, I think, like I said, it's you're right that it is the monetization of it is what kind of that's where public figures will draw a line Um, because you're, there's like a set uh there are laws in place about this. Um, yeah. I mean, it's, I, I remember who it was. It was someone who was on the cover. Maybe you guys know of um, one of the grand theft auto games. Mm. Um, and she sued that company for her likeness being on the cover. And it looked kind of like her, mm. but like, you know, it was more like her style or it's like aria grande sued like some fast fashion group because they put a model on Instagram with a ponytail that looked like hers, Hmm. and they're selling something using that image, which is a little bit wild. Celebrities can take this sort of law pretty far if they want to. Ariana Grande didn't invent the ponytail, um, (laughs) so...
3: (laughs) And then it's it's a bit more muddy to me because if you are, it's not like you're selling to the public. You're saying, hey, uh, uh, 3D modeler who's really talented, please make me this person. And they maybe they're charging for that. And that right there seems like a clear legal issue. But then there, the, it, it's a bit muddier because it's like, hey, I'm not going to charge you for this I'm just generally doing my craft and being supported on Patreon. So a community is funding my work and I'll make whatever you want, but I'm not charging for the Ariana Grande uh, 3D avatar. I'm just making stuff, you know, and that seems like it would be trickier.
4: Yeah, there are definitely, there are a lot of loopholes. Um, You can kind of post these and say this is up for free and everybody can download it. Um, I'm not sure how that falls legally. It takes a long time to to draw up these laws, but
3: and I'm sh- I'm sure the 89 year old white guys in Congress mm-hmm. who run our country will get right on yeah. this. Yeah,
4: yes.
2: Oh yeah, they're, you yeah. Know. I'm sure and they understand, understand what's happening.
4: Absolutely, this story is open in a tab in everybody's office <laughs> for other reasons. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
2: All right, let's take it somewhere a little more positive. <laughs> what are some of the non sexual uses for this technology? <laughs> I mean, believe it or not, people have said that they
4: do use it to create, like, decor. (laughs) Oh! They create living, they create the kitchen. You know, they don't (laughs) just fuck in the kitchen. Um, This is what they say. (laughs) This is what they tell me. I don't know if it's actually true. Um, But, you know, and also there's a lot of it that is, it's fetish work that doesn't have to be creepy. It's, there's a ton of, like, really interesting, like, BDSM stuff uh, happening in these communities. Um, you can do more hardcore stuff in virtual reality, obviously, than you can in real life a lot of the times because it's not real.
2: I just want to note, new friend, that you're the one who took it immediately back to porn. <laughs> 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 so Was the we're question non-porn? Because I don't know any of <laughs> <laughs> I know the decor thing. Wait. That's so, what are what are the some of the okay? So let's okay. So let's go. We're right. Back, we're right back in porn. That's fine. We're back to the fucking. So for BDSM, what are the crazy fucking things that they're allowed to do with this technology? You were saying just like total wildest fantasies. Oh yeah. I mean,
4: we one of the artists that we included in the story. His name is Davos, and he was making some wild shit. He had. Um, There's a lot of like head clamp head vice stuff um where you're like you're drilling into people's heads and then kind of like holding them there
2: yeah i saw that i didn't it's in like story it. that's the least um uh-huh.
4: that's the least out there one we could find and publish um there's a lot of like waterboarding stuff which are wow. like s- like submersion okay stuff. Wow. i thought
2: i thought this was gonna be fun i thought it was gonna be like gravity <laughs> defying <laughs> fucking like i don't no, it's drilling into their skull. There's a ton of
4: uh tentacle stuff. they are like their dicks that have like crazy alien morphs at the end. They mm. kind of open up like the alien in the movie. Oh. <laughs> oh wow. It's, it's, it's <laughs> crazy. We've seen a lot of uh dicks with vaginas on them. What? Oh,
2: can you send me a photo of that? <laughs> yes. <laughs> I can't describe it to you. But okay. only with consent. If
3: you're sending a real picture of a penis with a <laughs> vagina on it, please check with the owner of that.
2: And then, does that get fucked by a tiny dick? How does that work? I uh,
4: maybe
2: I haven't seen that one in action. And then, does it's- that tiny dick have a vagina on it? <laughs> it's
4: just a Russian doll of
2: dick vaginas. Yes, it's getting complicated. <laughs> well,
1: I feel I feel satisfied and delighted. <laughs> uh. <laughs> Is there anything else, Sam, that you want to say about where you see this headed?
4: Um, I mean, I think we're seeing kind of the, the blow up phase now, um, just as people figure out what is and isn't okay on some of these platforms um, and how to kind of navigate that online, offline connection. I see it becoming, it could become something great. Um, it's, it's the same kind of way that we see vibrators and dildos that aren't shaped like penises anymore. You know, they're shaped like all kinds of fun stuff because that's what makes you feel good.
2: Yeah, we had an episode on that.
4: Oh, awesome. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like the like the stuff that – it's not. it doesn't have to look like a dick. It doesn't have to look like a person. It doesn't have to look like anything. If it makes you feel good and you're like in this world and you're exploring, that's okay. Um, and I think that's the more positive direction that this could head. But I think right now we're so fixated on things like um, how to deal with – Consent. Consent. <laughs> how to do these very basic – Starter pack stuff of sex and it's just because we're We're relatively new at talking about some of this stuff despite having sex for you know Thousands of years we can't figure it out until now just having this conversation. I think is important like just talking about it and saying What do you think about this? How do you feel about? Me putting this in this thing like it's okay. Like we can talk about this stuff openly and we'll figure it out one day Yeah. On fine day. (laughs) Mm -hmm.
1: All right. Well, thank you so much for being here with us. We really enjoyed it. Awesome. Thank you so much. It's been really fun. I love it when we learn new things.
2: Oh my God. We learned so many new things.
1: But, you know, I was thinking about, okay, so we only heard about Chris Pratt, there was Joaquin Phoenix. I don't know. Some of the women sounded kind of awesome. But if you had to create a sex <laughs> avatar, Allie,
2: <laughs> who would you choose? And I don't I'd love know to post why that. I didn't see this question coming. Yeah. I don't know why. I didn't see it.
1: <laughs> Let, let's pose the question to all of us. Let's say this is you get a car. If you're in a relationship, you get a free pass. Go create a sex avatar and have fun. I don't
3: and know. And is this a, uh, <laughs> so it has to be a celebrity, real
1: person? Uh, It might be creepy if we all name a real person right now. So, yeah, let's say celebrity.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Mr. Rogers, go! Oh, wow, that's a choice.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I would just do it out of curiosity.
2: (laughs) Okay, but you'd still have to do it, so. (laughs) I know, I know. (laughs) Yeah, it would probably be really empathetic. (laughs) 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 And very slow. Yeah. What? Cool. Cool. (laughs) (laughs)
3: that was a great joke it took me a while to
2: thank you thank you you very much (laughs) um i don't i don't think i can answer this one because i live in la now and oh you're surrounded by the actor folk. oh paul rudd
1: (laughs) Mm. i bet he i bet he's a top choice who are, oh okay for you're really you not going to say me, What's happening? I don't know. I was saying for you but I'm curious <laughs> who you're talking about. Is it somebody A-list?
2: <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just saying like I I told you this this story
1: <laughs> oh i know exactly who you're you met this celebrity before and you might meet this celebrity again okay i know who it is it's true you can't say because you actually kind of know this person i can't
2: do it anymore. so, you, oh, so it.
3: you go to all these like parties with a-listers now and now now it's weird to have crushes, i'm not even kidding i gotta
2: sit this one out <laughs> that's <laughs> that's accurate matt like just accidentally like i just show up at parties like i don't
1: and paul rudd is there
2: how effing cool you are, though, that you... No, I'm not. I'm you not. can't I just, mention <laughs> an A-list celebrity because you might run into him? I just really like dinner, okay? You <laughs> keep Free going dinner. to dinner parties to and, yeah. gets <laughs> weird. Cool. No. Okay. But <laughs> I didn't know about No, Not November. And I didn't even know about Fleshlight Launch, which I'm ashamed I know. to report. If that
3: was new to me. That was Same. impressive. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: Yes. <laughs> yes, how did we not know about this?
1: Sam blew our Here
2: I was thinking that VR sex was just going to happen in a tactile suit. No, it's a tactile suit and you got a flashlight on your dick mm-hmm. that knows what's <laughs> happening on screen. This is crazy. Mm-hmm. I still mm-hmm. want to walk in on someone masturbating in VR or fucking in VR because <laughs> they would just look like such a tool.
4: And then I would have that
2: collateral on them forever.
3: <laughs> it, it reminded me that the original intent, I think, I'm not the inventor of teledildonics, but my perception was, You're hey, not- when... No, I'm not. I've invented many things. Not this. When you're in a long term relationship or your spouse is away on a business trip or deployed, you can use the use the technology to, uh, you know, to have virtual sex with your partner. And that was the original idea behind this. I think everyone's lying, though,
2: when they claim that their original idea was sweet. Well,
3: maybe so. But (laughs) it it is obvious that it has morphed into this stuff now. And uh, like Sam said, it's not all bad. uh, And we've talked about on the show of like, isn't it healthier to uh, put someone in a clamp and waterboard them in VR than to do it in real life or get hung up about it and fixated on it in real life? Uh, I think it cuts both ways. It's obviously there's issues there, but... If it's not hurting anyone and it's only VR, then is there a use for it? A
2: therapeutic use Yeah, but then, or I mean, something? I don't necessarily agree with the following argument, but people will also say, like they do about video games, that if you can act it out, it's like a smaller step towards trying to do it in real life.
3: And not to go down this road, but the whole violence in video games, like there have been hundreds, if not thousands of studies that disprove the link yeah, between Yeah, 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 I don't necessarily
2: agree with it, yeah.
3: So the so the question, and I don't know, I'm not a, I'm not an expert in this at all, but is that there is not an, an, an expert, and he made? did
2: not create teledildonics. We I just did, want I everyone to know those things. <laughs>
3: but like, if you can virtually fulfill the fantasy of shooting people on a battlefield, and then you can virtually fulfill the fantasy of waterboarding someone while having sex with them, isn't that and, and neither of those lead <laughs> to anything in you, real life? You knew you'd say,
2: <laughs>
3: <laughs> is yeah. that okay and ultimately good and fine?
2: Hard to From say. From
3: a therapeutic, societal, psycho- or psychological perspective.
2: This shit will give me nightmares if I can learn to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> what would you have a nightmare about? Somebody
1: using your image I do being
2: waterboarded in VR. <laughs> like, what? <laughs> she just told us about getting your head drilled. Like, I <laughs> 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 things I don't need
3: yeah but right, it, better question yeah can you tell us can you name drop some celebrities that have nothing to do with your fantasy person that you want to meet who have you met out there
2: no i'm not talking name, about this is too, no, drop we do some it. names no I'll, we'll do it off air we'll do it off all air
3: all right, damn it
2: <laughs> but it's not even like in a cool capacity it's just like oh i'm, I'm, I'm that's where i was
3: <laughs> that's fine that's still cool I used to keep a list of people I saw in New York City when I really w- that's would weird. Work. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's weird. I saw <laughs> Paul weird. McCartney walking down the street. I'm like, fucking hey, that's the coolest thing I've ever no, done. No, no. What's
2: weird is if you have a little list and you go home and you write it on your list. Yeah. <laughs> then it's weird. You don't, you
3: don't keep a list of the cool people you saw,
1: <laughs> and then you create an avatar of them. <laughs> 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 have sex with that. Yep. Yeah. Me and Paul.
2: <laughs> oh, that's nice.
1: All right. Now we know who Matt's celebrity luck. is. <laughs> Mine is Mister Rogers. Matt's is Paul McCartney. <laughs>
2: Ellie's not Chet, saying. you gotta, you got to work on You're not I'm being honest curious. either, though, because you definitely don't want to fuck that.
1: <laughs> That's so rude.
2: <laughs> How do you know? Like I said, I'm just curious. Uh, I saw the movie this weekend. I don't want to fuck it. Uh, <laughs> oh,
3: what's your review? I didn't like it. Mm. Yeah. Did you see it? Well, we, no, I haven't. And we talked about it. I thought the documentary was so amazing I that loved, I have I no... That, yeah of yeah. desire to see the movie because the doc was so good don't
2: don't yeah And i love tom hanks
3: and i love mr rogers and i just uh-huh. i just don't i don't care
2: yeah <laughs> yeah no no valid valid that conversation took a big turn <laughs> jen yeah. you're lying i'm not lying <laughs> you're not telling us so i'm not
1: telling you there all right well that's fair that's fair.
2: <laughs> that i can handle
0: <laughs>
2: all right guys well you love to hashtag not normal tweet us <laughs> yeah, and tell us too who you want to be
1: having sex with in three in virtual reality with a Wow, way to
2: open those floodgates, Jennifer. <laughs> but please,
1: sure don't we'll <laughs> please don't say us. Please don't say us. That's really creepy. Please don't do it to us. I'm just begging you. This is my only public plea. <laughs> All right, please tweet at us. I'm at Junebugger.
2: I'm at AllieGold. Gold.
1: You can email us at two G one podcast at gmail we love hearing from you as always. Also, call us. You can leave us a voice. Please voicemail. call us. Yeah, please do. It's our favorite thing in the world. Uh, that number is 347-871-6548. Seven. Seven,
0: that number again, 347 871 6 lit
1: And last but not least, join our Discord server, discord.gg 2G1P, where we are talking about the show. People are dropping in all of the time, new listeners. Um, and we would love to have you part of the conversation. Finally, Ali, if they want to contribute, how do they do it?
2: You can go to Patreon slash 2G1P, please do. There are various contribution levels which will get you fun little perks from us. All right, folks, we'll see you next time. Two Girls, One Podcast is hosted by Jennifer Jamula and
0: Allison Goldberg. Then render. Nakedly, in 3D, I mean produced and edited by Matt Silverman in New York City. Production assistance is provided by the Podglomerate. This show is a production of The Daily Dot, the number one source for in-depth reporting about life on the internet.
3: The Podglomerate. A Sonic Universe.